Welcome to China Horse Business, the one and only podcast focusing on the booming horse market in China, bringing to you by two experts of Chinese equine industry, Zoe King and Jojo Wang from Shanghai and Hong Kong, introducing China to the world. Good morning, Zoe. How are you doing? Time flies. I cannot believe we are already in episode fifty-two, which is precisely one year. In the passing year. Jojo and I have brought you Chinese equine market news, clubs, and stories every week. With the wind and rain, do not change. Coming to our last episode for season two today, I would like to thank all our listeners, interview guests, and our production team from Wonder Horse. If you would like to stay in touch to know more about the market updates from China, feel free to email us at contact at wonder-horse.com, and we will put you on our subscriber list. Yes, and you can also send us inquiries at the same email if you have the intention of coming into Chinese market. Wonder Horse aims to provide you with the most suitable solutions to achieve your business goal. And in our last episode, what did we have for China news, Zoe? First of all, we would like to congratulate one of the most talented riders, Ella Wang from China, who has qualified for the 2022 FEI World Equestrian Games. Held in Herning, Denmark, this year, we will bring you more in our China news today. Twenty-three years old Ella Wang is from southern China in Guangzhou. She pursued her study and riding training in Europe after high school in Beijing, and in 2019, she was one of the best four riders of Masters Power Maserati Hong Kong Trophy in Longines Master. Last week at Longines FEI Jumping Nations Cup of Poland. Ella participated with her 13-year-old ride Quindamia D in the 116 cm level national cup with three-time penalty, and with this official result, Ella successfully qualified for the upcoming World Equestrian Games. And this also means Ella will be the first China mainland jumping rider participating in the WAC. I'm so proud of Ella, and we wish her all the best in the next competition. Zhou Yi. In season two, episode fifty, we share the Hong Kong Jockey Club Apprentice School fifty anniversary news. And today, they are recruiting for the new trainees. The application date will end on the thirtieth of July, two thousand twenty-two. And if you are interested to enroll, you can find more details and directly apply on the Hong Kong Jockey Club official website. The Apprentice Jockey School was founded in nineteen seventy-two. In the beginning, the school was established and located in Happy Valley. Then started in the eighties, the training base was moved to Beast River in Shangshui. After receiving basic riding training and equine knowledge, trainees were sent to different stables at Shatian Racecourse for their apprenticeship and to learn their riding skills. And today, the Apprentice Jockey School provides six programs recognized by the Hong Kong Council Academy Accreditation and Vocational Qualification. Which comprise three riding and three non-riding programs, covering subjects such as basic riding, stable management, horse care, IT, financial management, and sports science. If you are interested in making your journey working in the equine industry, please make sure you are fifty years old and above. And good luck! You can try to enroll in this school. So, coming to China story in our last episode of season two. We have the answers from an equine industry professionals from Taiwan. Let's read out his reply, Jojo. 
Yes. The first question was, please introduce yourself and how did you enter the China equine industry and what does your company do? Uh, hello everyone, you can call me Wu. I graduated from the Department of Leisure Sport Management of Taiwan Sports University, majoring in equestrian sports. And from 2017 to now, I've learned and collaborated with the Anki Equestrian Training Center in various aspects, including breeding, training, competitions, horse transportation, overseas training, and overseas horse purchase from China. And as mentioned by Wu, I'm currently working for the Zhejiang Equestrian Team and Kaiyilu Equestrian Club, taking care of the marketing and operation and acting as the technical director for the breeding session. And at the same time, I'm also the technical director of Shanghai Guoyue International Event Company and Shanghai Shicheng Industrial Company Limited, which serve the Shanghai Longjins Global Champion Tour and the Hangzhou Asian Game respectively. Uh, the second question was, what are the main challenges you find running this business in China and how do you overcome this challenge? I think the market understanding of the sport is still minimal. Although there are many high-quality customers in the market, it will be challenging to get them to pay if they do not introduce to the sport correctly from the beginning. And if the company cannot cover their cost, it is not easy to sustain. So for example, the customer are willing to pay to purchase a horse, but they do not understand that the horse will need to get proper training, feed, vet, farrier and breeding. Creating a healthy cycle for horse management is our biggest challenge. And the China market is too big. So our way to overcome this difficulty is to try to improve ourselves and influence a small part of customer to begin with. Tell me the third question. How do you see the China equine market in the upcoming five years? Wu said, I think Chinese equestrianism's development will improve in the next five years. After all, equestrian is a high-consumption sport, and the sport provides an excellent social platform for high-net-worth individuals, with the chance that wealthy people in China are now pursuing good health concepts. We can see golf and yachting projects, which has been well-developed with the same idea. And Wu continue said, for our horse importation business, the number of the European horse is steadily increasing every month. On the other hand, China's business environment is unique and the best way for foreign equestrian company to enter China is to find a stable partner. I would say China's investment and return on the equine industry are still considerable. We plan to start a platform to cooperate with more brands after the pandemic situation improve in the next year. This act aims to create a valuable platform to guide customer better and create a healthy consumption environment for the China equestrian market. I agree with Bo's point, and I would say there are more companies considering the industry's sustainability is a good market change. Indeed. And today, we will bring you to a conclusion of our Season 2. The Season 3 of China Horse Business Podcast will be meeting you soon. And the monthly China Horse Business Live is still ongoing. The next webinar will take place on the 4th of July from 9am to 10am CEST. Yes, and guys, see you in the upcoming new Season 3. Bye! Bye! This podcast is co-hosting by Zoe King and Jojo Wang. Powered by Wonder Horse, a business solution provider focusing on Chinese equine market and a bespoke equine community in China.